What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Geek 5 Live. Gentlemen, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. Today we have a very, very, very special guest from a planet far, far away. He is the lead of Sci-Fi's new hit series, Krypton, Mr. Cameron Cuff. Cameron, how are you feeling? I'm well, man. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, last night was the first episode of Krypton. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect from this first season? Well, the first season, it's, it's an epic space adventure. Um, what you guys saw in the pilot is just the very, very beginning. There is so much more to come. Uh, there are a lot of wonderful storylines to have. Obviously, Brainiac is on the way, uh, so we're going to have to combat that as well as forces within Candor. Um, so there's, there's lots of fun to expect. Yeah, I, I, I love that first episode. What I feel as though this season is, is, is capturing, and I could be wrong, but this is just what I took from the first episode last night. Um, I kind of classified it as the two L's. Uh, It it looks like the season will be kind of just embodying the idea of love and legacy, Uh, the legacy that you are going to start to to build uh, for not only your son, uh, but your grandson, and the love that, you know, you unfortunately, uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but it did release last night on Sci-Fi, you lost your mom and your dad. Uh, and it seems yeah. like you may have even lost your uh, your, your girlfriend. So, uh, you know, uh, you're definitely going through a lot in this first episode. Absolutely. I mean, when at the moment where Adam Strange hands him Superman's cape, that's the lowest point in Seg's life. He's completely and utterly lost. So he's going to have to rebuild himself from the ground up. And it's important to say he, say he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't really know what he believes. He doesn't feel like he can live. He doesn't feel like he can live up to the legacy of uh, House L that has come before, and he certainly doesn't feel capable of, of saving the greatest hero the universe has ever seen in the future. But the thing is, he's going to have to bridge those two realities. He's going to have to uh, rise uh, and become worthy of that symbol, um, and that's the arc of not just season one. It's it's the whole show. It's very much. Um, you know, from Seg's perspective, it's very much the hero's journey. Absolutely, and I can only imagine just like how terrifying uh, that is. First of all, he had like possibly the worst course of uh, a few days that anyone has ever had. Um, but yeah. it's, just, it's, it's the idea of you know someone telling you, "Hey, it's up to you uh, to save everyone." You know, you going yeah. from someone who's just trying to get by trying to help out his mom and dad, trying to kind of still trying to figure out who he wants to be. And now you have the weight of the world, uh, pretty much all of Krypton on your shoulders. Um, you know, yeah, you, the, weight you of definitely, the, uh, the weight of the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it's kind of really fun to see how it looks like he's going to be embracing that, uh, you know, as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the thing is like, this story in many ways sort of harkens back to things like Indiana Jones 
and The Last Starfighter, like movies like that, where the hero is like a good person and a capable person, but they're thrown completely over their head. Um, and yet somehow it's up to them to save the day. And I find that really compelling. He, he, he's not a soldier. He's not a warrior. He's not a superhero. He's, he's just a con man. You know, he, he doesn't think that he's the guy, but he's going to have to do it anyway. And that's a really compelling story. Absolutely. And, for a lot of people outside of the comic book world, uh, your character Segel is someone not very known to the mainstream world. Uh, how do you feel yeah. the show will change that to where when we speak of the idea of, you know, Kryptonians, we're not just focusing in on uh, Superman. We're realizing it's a bigger uh, and, and larger world out there. It has so many great stories yeah. about so many great characters. Yes, well, 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 David Goyer, our fantastic creator, devised this show as a gateway into the cosmic universe. You know, the, the DC has such a fantastic legacy of amazing characters who exist outside of, uh, of Earth, whether that be the Green Lantern Corps and Oa, whether that be the Omega Men or Ran and Thanagar, the Citadel. You know, there are so many great, amazing stories to pull from there. For us, it's such a good, it's a great thing that we're in uncharted territory, you know, um, pun completely intended our story takes place a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away and that gives us a lot of freedom to tell the story that we want to tell as you said no one's played these characters before we get to define who these characters are and and while we're paying tribute to the things that have come before i don't know if you saw in the pilot but we had the john williams theme in there we are paying tribute to richard donner as well as um zach snyder's man of steel so we're really celebrating the legacy of these characters, but we're also telling our own story, and we want to we want to you know forge our own path as well. What I love so much about the idea of this uh, the show Krypton, like you just said, um, you know the, these characters and the, this story hasn't been told before, so you're free to kind of create your own world and to kind of expand out and do new and fun uh, and creative things. Completely looks like it's doing that first episode was just like, man, I need another one, like, right now. Um, so uh, one, <laughs> one of the biggest things that uh, really shocked me of this first episode was how well you guys captured um, Brainiac. So my, my question for you is, yeah. what can we expect from him in this coming season? And I know they, they, uh, they mentioned, well, Adam Strange mentioned, let me be more specific, that he does conquer uh, planets. But will we actually see him like physically conquer a planet uh, in this upcoming season? Well, Brainiac, as you know, is a 12th-level intellect. He likes to act uh, with, with subtlety uh, and, and act through various agents and, and, and probes and sentries and things like that. So his target is Krypton. He is coming for us. That is the great threat of the season. I'm not going to tell you just where it goes, but Mm-hmm. He's a coming. I I cannot wait. Just just the scene when we first see him, just the face, and then when mm. he opens his eyes, I just kept saying to myself, yeah. "This is ripped out of comics. This is beautiful. Like this is what I've always yeah. wanted Brainiac to translate to on the uh, whether it's the big screen or the small screen. Like this is perfect. Um, Thanks, I do want to know." I do want to know, because it's definitely something I don't think uh, your character will necessarily embody because he's becoming uh, this somewhat savior in this first season. But 
I do have to ask for, uh, you know, the listeners out there. I'm pretty sure they, they're curious about this. Um, will we see your character suit up at any point in time? I mean, a guy has to protect himself. Yes. Well, here's the thing. There are so many wonderful costumes on this show. There are points where I do t- change costume. Um, I, I'm, I'm betrothed to Nissa Vex in season one. Um, I, I, who's, who's to say I do end up with House L? There is so much intrigue going on, but Seg has to earn that symbol before we can wear it. Oh, man, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Oh, man, I Thanks, get man. goosebumps just, just listening to that. Yeah. Um, this is something, uh, as I was watching the, um, the first episode, I was really uh, curious about. How proud do you think Seg L would be of Kal El, uh, Superman, his grandson? Like to 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 fully find out what he he grew up to be. Like Adam Strange has only told you a little bit about how great yeah. and how much of a symbol uh, Kal El was. But how proud do you really think uh, Seg L would be of his grandson? I think he'd be thrilled to know that the legacy of House L has continued. I think he'd be he he'd be thrilled to know that all of those ideals that he grew up with um, were not only uh, brought forth with him through um, you know Jarrell's messages, but also through Ma and Pa Kent, and and that there are good people on this planet on the planet Earth who who helped foster his desire for justice and truth. Um, the thing is, in the show where Seg is right now, he doesn't believe it. You know, I, imagine right. if someone came up to you and said, in 200 years, your granddaughter or grandson is going to be the greatest hero the world has ever known, and I need your help. <laughs> um, it sounds crazy. He, he doesn't want to believe it. And also, uh, just a little tease for you guys, indelibly with the legacy of Superman comes the destruction of Krypton. So what does that mean? You know, one of the central conflicts of this story is, does Krypton have to die for Superman to live? Wow, that is deep. And uh, honestly, it's it's so crazy because it's like when you watch it, you're like, man, I love what Krypton's building, and I'd love to see like the aspects of a Superman, you know, like team up with his grandfather or, or something along those lines to help fight off Brainiac. But it's just like, the, ultimately, at the end of the day, Krypton has to to be destroyed for Superman to uh, you know, to become who he is. He gets sent off to Earth. You know, and and that's where he grows to become the uh, the Superman that we know and love. It's just like, man, I mm. love what you guys are setting up with with Krypton. Um, so Thanks, I mean, man. you kind of you kind of talked about this a little bit. And again, I'm not asking for any specifics because I know you are you, you wouldn't be able to tell me anyway. So I'll just kind of generalize. Yeah. Uh, is there any chance we see any other known heroes in the DC uh, world in this first season that you know of? That I know of? Okay, I'll tease you with something. I can't reveal what, what's going to go down, but I, I guarantee you'll see at least one known figure from uh, the current DC universe in our show. Um, we, we do want to expand it out. We have, we have plans to introduce Ran and Thanagar in, in, in coming seasons and things like that. Um, but, but for this season, we've, we've, got, uh, we've got Brainiac, Adam Strange, and, uh, and maybe someone else. That is that is all I needed to hear. That is all I needed to hear. I always stress 
when I talk to the uh, the guests, I'm not one of those guys that's going to pester you to try to get scoops and stuff. I know you guys can and yeah. cannot tell me, but whenever you give me a roundabout answer like that, it, it that's all I need. That's all I need. Um, so, okay. you know, speaking of this, you know, we're obviously, we call ourselves Vibes Nation, so we're very geek-centric. Um, so I'd have to ask you, who was your favorite superhero growing up? My favorite superhero growing up was genuinely Superman. Like I, I've been reading the comics for as long as I could read, and um, I loved him so much. And and I think that you know I, I I grew up with the animated series, you know the Bruce Timm Andrea Romano series. I adored those. Um, and so I I I got acquainted with Superman very young. But I think the character who really brought me into comics was Connor Kent, you know Superboy, um, mm-hmm. because I. I I loved how conflicted he was. I loved it was Jeff Johns' Teen Titans arc that really got me into comic books because you see these kids and and they're met with the the conflict of having to you know eventually grow into the Justice League, which is a hell of a lot of pressure to put on the teenagers. Um, and they and they have these relationships with each other, and you know you have the Titans who came before, like Cyborg and, and Nightwing, and they're trying to foster these kids too with a different like. That was the thing that real that made me realize that comic books are mythology, and that comic books are completely based on the emotional relationships uh, of the characters around them, and 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 I and I really really love that. I mean, what I love about today is it's now cool to be a quote unquote geek or a nerd or a comic book fan. I mean, I'm pretty sure you remember yeah. when you were younger, it wasn't that easy to just like at the lunch table, just, like, pull out a comic book and be like, did anyone read oh, this latest issue or did anyone see the animated series uh, last week? Like, it just it wasn't common for people to think that was, a, you know, the, the norm or, or something cool. So it's really good to see how far we've come and how now even, like, the yeah, biggest man. of jocks are like, I just, I love yeah. Superman, I love Batman, you know? It, it's just so fun to see how far yeah. uh, we've come from those days. It's really great. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I remember my first ever girlfriend in high school, I waited six months until I said I read comic books because I was worried she'd dump <laughs> you know. And that, I remember a time when I hid, hid comic books under my bed. I remember when it wasn't cool. Um, but the thing is, I, I, met, um, uh, I met Kevin Feige at Comic-Con last year. And, um, you know, he said, you know, obviously Marvel and DC are, are competing and everything like that. But he said, if one of us succeed, all of us succeed. And I just wanted to – I went up to him and I told, I told him, thank you so much for helping make nerd culture pop culture because that, that, mm-hmm. that is where we are right now, and, and that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what he said is so important because that's something I try to get across to our fan base um, is that it's not necessarily a competing thing. Like if you think about it, think about if – if football were to ever go extinct to where, like, no one wanted to watch football, that does sort of hurt the other sports because then you have an issue of, of, all right, well, if they don't watch football, how do we know they're going to watch basketball? So it's one of those things to where it's like we need Marvel to succeed for DC to succeed and vice versa. So it's one of those things to where it's like it's not a versus. We need each other. We're all a geek community. It doesn't have to be a versus thing because, honestly, at the end of the day, what I always joke about is, we go back and forth as, as fans, like, oh, DC is better, Marvel is better. At the end of the day, Chris Evans and Henry Cavill love each other. They, they, they talk all the time. Yeah. Kevin Feige and Jeff Johns, I'm pretty sure, you know, talk often. 
So it's like, all right, well, these are the guys behind the studio, and they love each other. So why are we arguing yeah. about who's better when the guys behind it love each other? Why can't we all just embrace both so one day we can have a DC yeah. uh, and Marvel team up in the movie theaters? Would, wouldn't that be amazing? You know, that I, yeah, it's absolutely it's all about amazing. mutual respect, and, 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 and those guys have done an amazing job. And, and the cool thing, too, is that for us, you know, we're trying to do something that's different. I, I don't know if you could tell, but Krypton is a different kind of superhero show. And we need all of those things to have come before. We need to have had more traditional superhero stories like Arrow and Daredevil and Flash and Supergirl for us to be able to take some narrative risks with Krypton. So if, if we didn't have those movies and, and TV shows, then, then we wouldn't be here now. Absolutely. And to me, I completely agree with you about the, the importance of that. But to me, what makes Krypton so special, again, is the, the aspects of love and legacy and how somewhat grounded it is to where it's like it's not one of those comic book shows that's just like so unbelievable you know, unbelievably, uh, you know, out there that it's like you can't really hone in on like, oh, I can kind of equate that to my real life. You know, Krypton kind of mm. gives you that feel. Like we all are born with a sense of legacy. Like we had grandparents yeah. and, and, and fathers and, and mothers um, that I'm pretty sure left us with a legacy, albeit not that huge, but, you know, a legacy, you know, nonetheless. And we live a life of love or we should. So to me, that's why I said yeah. Krypton was just so – I loved it because of those two aspects of love and legacy. Yeah, you know, it's it's very apt of you to, to say that, and I think that's the thing is great science fiction and comic books. It's not about you know the capes and it's not about aliens or robots. It's always about us. It's always about how we treat each other, and the way that we choose to live. You know, ultimately, you know, Star Wars, for example. Ultimately, that's a story about a guy trying to figure out who his dad is. And that's something a lot of us can can associate with. And also, you know, Krypton, you know, in this first season, is is a guy. It's Seg trying to figure out who he is, and and that is also tied in with the path of becoming a hero. It's 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 a journey of of self understanding as well as a journey to save the universe. And the saving the universe bit that is fantastic and and, and wondrous and and might be a bit out there. But everyone understands the struggle of trying to figure out who they are and, and what they want to stand for. Absolutely. And to, to live up to, you know, to your family's not only expectations, but their name. Like, every, every family wants their name to mean something. Uh, and they want their mm-hmm. kids to live a better life than they did. And I could definitely say mm-hmm. from, you know, the look of the first episode, that was something Segel's parents wanted. And I'm pretty sure, you know, way down the line, that's something Segel will want for his kids and then so on and so forth. So I, I definitely completely agree mm. with you on that aspect. And like I said, that's what makes it so, so human. And so, you know, uh, something that you can kind of just like rest on to where you're like, man, I can kind of equate this to real life. Like, you know, I'm trying to figure out who I am and what I want to be. And, you know, it, it's going down that journey. That's always really fun. Um, but I do mm. want to ask you, uh, because it's someone that I just really enjoy their work, and I'm sure you had a blast working with. Uh, how is it working mm. with David Goyer? Goyer is, is wonderful. Um, David, he created our whole show. And the thing is, he's a legend both in, in film and in comic books. And there are so few people who have accomplished uh, the level of success that he has accomplished. Um, and the thing is, when I was screen testing and, and when I was sort of get, in the process of getting the role – I didn't tell anyone that I was a geek. 
I completely wanted to get it on my merits as an actor. And, but I remember the first time, you know, we actually spent significant time together after I got the role. Uh, we were, we were shooting the pilot. We were in a production office and, um, there were all these awesome, uh, um, like production stills and, and concept pieces of concept art, art and stuff like that. And, and I was playing, I was like, God, you know, is that Brainiac? Is that a Black Marcy? Like, what is, what are these things? Is that Dooms? Like, what's going on? And, um, you know, so he, he saw that I knew what a Black Mercy was, you know, and I, I name dropped Alan Moore in that, in that story. And he's like, you're a real fan, aren't you? I was like, yeah, man, like for as long as I can remember, you know, when I was a kid, I was tying red towels around my neck and, and jumping off the sofa and pretending to save the day. <laughs> and he just said, you know, when I was a kid, I just said to my mom, all I want to do is make a Batman movie. And he made the best Batman movie there has ever been, you know, arguably still to this day, the best comic book movie there's ever been. Um, so, so to be working with someone like that, who cares so deeply about uh, these characters and knows so much about them, uh, but also a brilliant filmmaker, it, it, it is a, an absolute gift. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, I love David Goyer's uh, work. He definitely has his thumb on the pulse of what fans want because he's a fan himself. So you know you're getting the absolutely. best version of something when David Goyer puts his name on it. Um, I just have two more absolutely. questions for you before you go. Um, of one of them is, if you could be any character in the DCEU, the movie universe, what character mm. would you like to uh, portray? What character would I like to portray? God, that is such a tough question. There are, st- there are so many, and I feel greedy asking for, for more than one. Um, but uh, I, I would – oh, gosh. I think I would love to be Jason Todd. You know, what an incredible oh, character. You know, what, what a, what a so you know, awesome. Shakespearean story. Like this, this guy from the streets of Gotham who's, you know, jacking tires off the Batmobile – grows up to, to become Robin, is a great Robin, but has, has his own direction and is, and is angry and has this deep-seated anger in him, is killed by Batman's greatest enemy, is resurrected through the Lazarus Pit, because I'm not sure we could, we could put it in the DCEU that Superboy Prime punched reality and came back to life. That's quite far-fetched. Um, but um, <laughs> it comes back through the, comes back through the Lazarus Pit um, and sees three things. You know, number one, that the Joker isn't dead. Batman didn't care about me enough to avenge me. Number two, Barbara Gordon's been crippled. You know, and I imagine that, you know, uh, Barbara was probably the only person to treat him like a human being. You know, he, he, mm-hmm. I, in the way that, you know, a lot of us have sort of have a crush on our older brother's girlfriend. You know, she, she, she was in many ways the first woman he ever loved. So Barbara Gordon's been crippled, that amazing person who supported him. And then third, and the, the nail in the coffin for Batman is there's a new Robin. And this kid is amazing. You know, Tim Drake's out there. And so he just sees all three of those things and thinks, I'm going to go back to Gotham and I'm going to be a better Batman than Bruce ever was. Uh, and he becomes the Red Hood. And what an amazing layered story uh, that you could tell in there. I think it'd be an awesome, awesome movie. And I think, you know, you could spin off that character in so many different ways. Wouldn't it be awesome to see Red Hood in a Suicide Squad movie? You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, but great. Yes, character. it would be. I, I tell you this: from everything you just said, in the the level of, I don't want to say geekdom, but the level of care that you seem to uh, to have for that character, I'll say this: uh, in BVS, 
we saw Bruce Wayne looking at uh, a Robin suit. Uh, we obviously mm-hmm. know Joker killed uh, that Robin, and we know in the comics that Robin and Joker killed was Jason Todd. So all I'm saying is, you know, keep going hard at Krypton because I love what you're doing with that, but just keep an eye out yeah. for whatever Matt Reeves is doing with this Batman world and, you know, be prepared to make a call to Jeff Johns and say I'm ready for an audition for Jason Todd. Yeah, fingers crossed, man. You never absolutely, know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that would be so awesome. Yeah, but as I said, I'm, I'm I love Seg. I I couldn't have picked a better character. He's he's so awesome. And as I said, Superman is my favorite character. So uh, as much as I love the Bat Family, I'm 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 house hell all the way. Absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with that. And if you look at it, um, <laughs> you do give give birth to uh, Russell Crowe and Henry Cavill. So you know it, it's really yeah. awesome to see Segal is the start of <laughs> is the start of a long list of great not only actors but L's. Um, so it's just yeah, there you go. And uh, it, it again, it, I love the the kind of feel that you kind of get from that first Man of Steel movie that that you get in Krypton. Uh, I love that Man of Steel movie. I, I honestly think that's one of the, great movie. the, the best Superman films ever. Um, and it's really yeah. good to see that feel from Krypton because it's like, man, <laughs> this show is just so good and so grounded. And it's good to see how everything kind of started in the history of Krypton because all we've known is it gets destroyed and we we end up with Superman on Earth. That that's always mm. the you know the extent in the movie uh, world that we've ever seen of um you know uh, Krypton. So it's really good to get that backstory and you know kind of dig deeper into those rich characters because there are more characters than just Kal El and, and Supergirl. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean the the, the other major players in this story are House Zod. You know what an incredible family, and, and we got some amazing actors um, uh, playing an Anak Bomo and um, Anak Bomo, sorry, and uh, uh, Georgina Campbell. Um, what incredible actors, and what an incredible dynamic they have. And uh, interesting to see as well that the Zods are some of the most morally forthright and courageous characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Amazing warriors, yeah, so and they look like they don't they don't put up with much. They are. <laughs> They are very strict about how they go about things. Not at all. Yeah, you would not want to cross them, that's for sure. Absolutely not. But, Cameron, thank you so much for joining us. This was an amazing talk uh, for me to geek out with you. Thank you so much. My pleasure, man. Anytime. Before I let you go, I just have one last question. Is there any way you could do a drop for us before you go? Is there any way I could do a what, sorry? Thing along the lines of, um, I'm Cameron Cuff. I play Segel on Krypton, and you're listening to Geek Vibes Live. Absolutely. Um, my name is Cameron Cuff. I play Segel on the sci-fi TV show Krypton, and you're listening to Geek Vibes Live. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Geek Vibes Nation, make sure you check out Cameron on Krypton every Wednesday night at 10 p.m., on sci-fi thank you so much cameron my pleasure thank you so much man take care see you dude man what an amazing guest what an amazing guest uh guys again please make sure you check out cameron every wednesday on sci-fi's krypton the new hit series krypton 10 p.m every wednesday and stay tuned we have so many more great interviews to come we have emma dumont 
who plays Polaris on The Gifted tomorrow at 4. And we have, um, you know what, I'm going to save who we have Sunday for after tomorrow's interview. But trust me, it's going to be a very great interview, quite like this one, tomorrow and Sunday. And we have a very special, special, special guest on Tuesday of next week. So, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. And stay tuned for tomorrow's interview. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.